The origin of life is light, melanin, and water in order of abundance in the universe. <laughs> the cells have everything to require to live. So this is the first step of life. And melanin is the darkest, the blackest, absorbs all the electromagnetic spectrum. But I have good news. It's the first step of life. This is Decentralized Radio. I'm Tristan. And I'm Ryan. The goal of this podcast is to help educate you on how to live your most optimal life. We will host industry expert guests to shed light on topics that matter. We are not gurus, rather two individuals who have had to pave their own path to health and vitality, independent of the centralized systems that plague modern society. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Decentralized Radio. Today, we have Dr. Arturo Solis Herrera on the line um, from Mexico. He is the director of the Center for Human Photosynthesis and Research, also technical director of Magisterial Formulas. He's an expert in melanin. That's why we wanted to get him on the show. A really interesting topic to discuss and I believe he's a medical surgeon ophthalmologist by training. Uh, Dr. Herrera, how are you doing today? How's it going? Fine, thank you. Hello, everybody. Yes? All right. So I wanted to, you know, I've read, I've read your book here, which is kind of, you know, Melanin, the Master Very Molecule. And <laughs> yes, yeah, it's fantastic. It seems like it's a... a a collection more so of the the research that you've done as opposed to like a, a, a standard or a normal book. But it's cool because it gives, you know, an insight into everything that you've been doing and researching around melanin. And I kind of wanted to start off with how did you discover or maybe you could share some story, the story of how you discovered melanin and its properties outside of, you know, the traditional thought, which to me is melanin. And as you wrote in your book, melanin is just a skin protectant. It's, you know, we get tan and it protects us from the sun. But, but how did you discover that it was more than that? And we can maybe get into the details of all this, of course. Well, uh, I was studying the treatment cancer blindness worldwide this glaucoma, diabetic retinopathy, and uh, macular degeneration. And I study the blood vessels of the optic nerve. The optic nerve is so small in humans, 12 human hairs together. And uh, we study, like every study, clinical study, observational study. But uh, I began to notice uh, certain details that uh, draw me attention. And uh, looking for books, uh, I questioned to my masters, my teachers, and nobody told me something convincing. And I followed the, the track. And 12 years later, 
I and 6,000 patients, I understood that melanin dissociates and reassociates the water, the water molecule, like plants. This is a, this is a short, uh, in, in short, the story, but I, I can give you some clues. For instance, I found that more melanin, less blood vessels, and vice versa. Less melanin, more blood vessels. If you see the arms or the legs of the people with fire skin, you will see that fire skin has more vessels than dark skin and legs. It's, 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 the, first, it's the first question. And the, what's the reason? What's the reason? And in later, I, I understood that is the oxygen. More oxygen, less blood vessels, and vice versa. So, but where was 12 years? <laughs> I, I, I commend you in five minutes, but in fact was 12 years. But it's good, it's a good, uh, this acknowledgement can allow us to, uh, to, advance in the acknowledgement and uh, to resolve many problems, for instance, in health and in water pollution. Because the, the human eye has three or four milliliters of water and is the same water all the life, never rechange. That's that is already no one hundred years ago, but um, nobody note that uh, for practical aims is stagnant water, and this stagnant water never lose oxygen. I guess, Doctor Herrera, maybe for our audience and and most folks don't know what the disassociation of water is, why that's very important, and how that process can generate energy. So maybe you could explain that fundamentally. So as my understanding, you know, melanin is able to capture energy from light, both visible and, and non-visible, and use those photons and that energy to break apart or disassociate the water molecule and then also reform it. So then where is the energy coming from? And the in your book, you write about the four electrons that are generated from these, uh, this balanced equation. Where is that coming from? Is that just a transfer of the energy from light? And why is it really important that it can both disassociate and reform the water molecule? Well, what, what I found is that our body does not take oxygen from the air. Instead, take the oxygen from the water inside the cells. 
like plants. That's, that's the similitude. And it's, it, that's wonderful. And the proof is that when the COVID patients comes to the hospitals and the medical personnel try to introduce oxygen through lungs, 90% of the patients will die because the, the breathing movement is just only to expel CO2, nothing else. And it's a work of 24 hours, night a day. But the oxygen or body takes from water inside the cells. And this is the beginning of life. So in, the, in this process, the cells get many things, oxygen, energy, electrons, high energy electrons, movement, in the, the cells have everything to require to live. So this is the first step of life. That is, and that's why very important. And the and melanin is the darkest, the blackest, absorbs all the electromagnetic spectrum from the Gamma rays to radio rays, all the obviously has a certain affinity for ultraviolet, but it's a little bit. It's not some very, very, very affinity, very high affinity. It's a little bit more, but the, the melanin, and it's not know why it's capable of of take. This energy, and we and and this energy, most is uh, trans, tra, translate to water dissociation because it's it's very hard to dissociate water molecule. It requires a lot of energy, but with melanin is no problem because it absorbs a lot of energy, and this energy is dissipates. As must be, as any compound must dissipate energy, absorbed energy, dissociating the water molecule. So melanin is apparently in, uh, has not activity. It's just a, a sunscreen. But I have good news. It's the first step of life. I, I could say, the origin of life is light, melanin, and water in order of abundance in the universe. <laughs> so that's, I think that's really important what you were just saying about the dissociation of water in, in the cell, because what I wanted to ask you as sort of a follow-up is, as predominantly we've moved indoors, like 90% of our life is spent in some sort of box, whether that's at the office, at home, driving to work. And so we're sort of blocking this process of making melanin, at least on the skin, you know? And so why is it important? Or actually, what what is the damage of having moved inside predominantly in association to making wa- uh, the dissociation of water that you were just talking about? I'd sort of love your thoughts on that. Well, melanin is in every cell, 
not only skin. Melanin is in every cell of our body needs melanin. And we have other molecules that dissociate water. For instance, hemoglobin. Because the oxygen does not, it does not gain trains to the to the body through, through the lungs. So the role of the blood is not to carry the oxygen from the lungs to the tissues. No, no way. And hemoglobin dissociates irreversible water molecule because the blood is a chemical laboratory in movement during the, the trip of the several substance that is carried by the blood. This substance have changed, but very exactly changed. And the, and the transport of gas is just CO2 that the blood takes from the tissues and bring to the lungs. And the lungs expel the CO2 because it's very dangerous and is continually forming inside our body. So night and day we are boom, boom. But oxygen is taken from the cells, from the water inside the cells. Every cells need a machinery, a complete machinery to produce its own energy. The cell cannot depend on the that is blood. No, no. The, the cell constantly needs energy, energy, energy. See, melanin needs a trillion of seconds to dissociate the water molecule. It's amazing. It's amazing. So you explain very well the origin of life. Yeah. The time, I think, is is really important there and also that the cell constantly needs energy and and we can talk about atp and the electron transport chain i think a little bit but first you mentioned hemoglobin so the red blood cells don't have mitochondria so you know they have hemoglobin right so how are they able to get that energy you're saying it's from hemoglobin you're saying hemoglobin can disassociate the water right in the red blood cell that's where the oxygen's coming from why or what's the difference between hemoglobin and melanin? Because hemoglobin can only disassociate, not reform the water molecule. So why is that an important distinction? And why does that make melanin superior, I guess, from a respiratory um, pigment perspective? Because uh, melanin and hemoglobin is relatively a simple compound, like chlorophyll. The similitude between chlorophyll and hemoglobin is huge. Yeah. Even coming from the same precursors, protoporphyrin 9. And the protoporphyrin 9 is present in all living things. So it's the same way. It's the same. But uh, I, and melanin is a very complex substance. The, the, the formula is not known. And melanin, 
That's why melanin can dissociate and reform water molecules. For instance, melanin is so strong, so can support the oxygen toxicity and hemoglobin, no. Chlorophyll, no. These compounds do, do not support the oxygen toxicity. That's why hemo, the, the chlorophyll wants the, the water molecules dissociate, the oxygen is expelled to the atmosphere. Otherwise, in less of 20 seconds, chlorophyll stops the function. That's super fascinating, actually. And yes. you sort of alluded to, you sort of were alluding to this earlier when we, when we were talking, uh, when I asked my, my prior question um, about melanin, you were saying at the very beginning that melanin's all over the place, not just in our skin or in our eyes or in our hair. And there are actually different types of melanin, like eumelanin, pheomelanin, neuromelanin. I'd love for you to sort of explain for our audience, the the difference between the three and sort of the importance, because I think, like you said, a lot of the, actually Tristan said this too at the beginning, was a lot of the focus on melanin from a more conventional perspective has been only as basically sun protection. Like if anyone had ever told me about that, but I'd love to hear about the differences between the three and sort of like their importance because it, it make it's super interesting and and you cover <laughs> this a lot. It's like it's it's crazy. Okay, trees also has melanin, but is is named lignin. But the name it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't take care of that. But if you see the the, the cortex of the trunk has the same color. Skin, so in the in, in the the water dissociation and reform in the trees is in the trunk. Chlorophyll is similar to hemoglobin, so it's limited its role. The, the great history is in the trunk. <laughs> That's why the the sap up and down. And a high velocities in some place for 400 kilometers by second. <laughs> and and the at the same time, the shape when it's travel in the trunk has chemical change, very accurate chemical change, and the energy necessary for this accurate chemical change coming from an accurate source of energy, melanin or lignin, if you wish, doesn't matter. You see, you see? So you're saying basically that the type of melanin, and there's more melanins that, you know, exist in, in fungi and in microbacteria that, and, and they're all kind of doing the same thing, right? Is, yeah. is that what you're saying? Okay. And, it makes sense because the conventional thought is the chlorophyll is absorbing energy from the sun and that's where the plants get their energy or create their glucose um, through photosynthesis. And you're saying this is not 
the main energy source and it's actually coming from the tree, which makes sense because there's always this phenomenon that, you know, how is water being, you know, circulated throughout, uh, you know, plants and trees from the bottom to the end of the leaves and, you know, melanin um, could be the reason that, that this exists. So I, I want to get into kind of the details a little bit. So, so you mentioned already melanin can absorb the entire electromagnetic spectrum. That's where it receives all this energy. It maybe has a little bit higher absorption for UV light, but in reality, it can still absorb the entire magnetic spectrum, which, yeah, from gamma rays um, to visible light and below that to extremely low frequencies. Because of this, what's that? Even graviton is absorbed. Yeah, graviton. Graviton, the component of the gravity, of, is absorbed by melanin. That's fascinating. So, yes. yeah, that that's really cool. And I guess how this works is it's using molecular hydrogen, right, as as the energy carrier. And you talk yes. about in your, in your book how hydrogen is the main energy carrier in the universe. Wow. So maybe you can explain that a little bit better than I can. Uh, why is this really important? And why is, is hydrogen kind of the main energy carrier um, used throughout biology and the universe? Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. If you really enjoy this podcast, it would be really appreciated if you left us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or subscribe to our content on YouTube. This helps us get to a larger reach and a larger audience to spread this wonderful free education. Because um, the energy is necessary to produce any change, any change. So and the hydrogen is an energy carrier for excellence in the universe. So it's the best energy carrier. And it's not so much energy. Hydrogen is, is so little, but it's enough to produce the life. That's why the, the, the association of water inside melanin is it's continually, seems as continually, but it's... And, it's, and, the, and this energy is, uh, is captured by... All the uh, all the reactions, chemical reactions that happens inside the cells. Any reaction in the cell needs energy constantly, constantly. Uh, and the hydrogen is the best one because it's produced around the, the cell nucleus. It's the main location of melanin granules around the cell nucleus. In the perinuclear space, it's produced there. And the energy hydrogen is released like um, um, spheres of high energy that is growing in all directions. So the melanin is forming a grab around the cell nucleus. So melanin is the source of energy of the cell nucleus. Because the cell nucleus has not mitochondria, has not ATP, and has a lot of, of energy requirements. 
and the and the and the the energy is uh, follow the laws of simple diffusion. So yes, so you're saying basically hydrogen. You know, is it's and what I kind of figured is that you know it's obviously the smallest. It's a very small molecule. It's able to easily diffuse. It's able to easily get into the cell compared to say ATP and it's no. mel melanin as well, right? Melanin is is abundant in the cell, so it's not reliant and it can kind of dissipate energy, uh, radiate in all directions. Is is that how you kind of lay it out, or or how does that how does the transport work? It just flows through hydrogen diffusing into the cell? Well, hydrogen is, is captured, it's captured easily for the compounds. And because the process of dissociation is so accurate, accurate, extraordinarily accurate. So the process is very standardized. And the form is uh, and if you recall, around the cell nucleus is the uh, an structure that the name is uh, in English is reticle, the plasmic that yeah. cover totally the cell nucleus. So no one drop of hydrogen can escape. It's produced and the in the plasmic reticles, trap catch hydrogen, and the endoplasmic reticles is the fabric of the cell. Many compounds are formed there, so it's uh, all begin to have a, a coherence. Okay, and the and the molecules of hydrogen that is uh, that pass through this endoplasmic reticle can catch but call G. Golgi body, and another, uh, and the other uh, components, organelles of the cell, even reach the cell membrane. Because the cell membrane does not need too much energy. But it's, it's a groggy believe it that, that the cell, that the water, is introduced in the cell with energy. But uh, I think it's not really because when you when you dissociate and reform water, a vacuum is following. So the, the water is, is absorbed, but the cell membrane does not use energy to, to make, to entrench the water into the in the cell, because this vacuum absorbs the, the water. Yeah, I think that that makes sense as to why it's so important for the cell nucleus to have that energy, and, and hydrogen is an energy carrier. But then also in the disassociation, or I should say in the reformation equation, you're getting four high-energy electrons, right? Um, from reforming the water molecule. So where where are those electrons coming from? I guess that's my question. You know, are they being captured from 
as photons and then that's exciting electrons from melanin or is that coming from the water itself being reformed? That was kind of my, my question as I was reading your book. It's impossible to know where the high energy electrons come from because it's okay. easily interchangeable. So it okay. coming from the an atom, a molecule, it's not known because it's easily. So it's not, uh, specifically, it's not easy to answer this, but the, the part, the, I think the fibrous part of the cell is, is the benefit mainly by these electrons because electrons are readily absorbed. Mm-hmm. And hydrogen travel through water cell, following the laws of simple diffusion from the more concentration to the less concentration. Easy. Got it. That makes sense. And I wasn't sure if that was, that's kind of what I figured it might be the answer is that we, we don't know. And I just wanted to confirm that melanin is kind of both an electron donor and acceptor, correct? Because you, yes, you write that it's a very strong acceptor in the book and uh, obviously it's, it's donor, it's a donating electrons as well. So is that another special characteristic of it? No, it's something totally different. Perhaps it's the most complete molecule, but melanin is a great electron acceptor. Okay. And it's, it's the greater molecule. The molecular weight is not known. It's the biggest. It's enormous. The dark matter. This, the, the behavior of the melanin to control the energy explain the slow basement of the planet, the slow movement. That Einstein didn't say, why, why planets move so slowly? <laughs> so this explains the melanin controls the energy at all levels. That's, it's, that's, the, it's the British Petroleum. <laughs> of the so, that's so crazy. So, so when, because when, whenever I guess in, in mainstream, you sort of hear about energy at a cellular level. They always talk about ATP. So what, is, what does this mean for ATP? No, no, ATP is so small. It's just an, a crazy idea from some research that say phosphorus, when we can make phosphorus, to, so it has, this, is, this can be the source of energy. And the idea growing. But if you see the how ATP release energy is not known, it's just conformational variation. No, it's, the life needs a lot of energy. No one. Uh, no, no. It's so ATP is more to control temperature because when ATP. Is uh, hydrolyzed energy is absorbed. So when ATP is hydrolyzed, the temperature of our body decreases, 
And when ATP is formed, energy is released. So when ATP is released, when ATP is formed, the temperature of, of our body increases. That's why the people with fire skin has more mitochondria, much more, even 83% than the dark skin. That's why people with fire skin cannot tolerate tropical because the physiology is adapted to the cold countries to increase the temperature, but not, not, not to produce energy, no, no. And, and, uh, and I think it's also for control phosphate toxicity because phosphate is necessary for life. But the, the, the levels must be very, and the ATP and ADP control the I, I think this is the most important role of ATP, phosphate, yeah. and mitochondria. Yeah, I think I want to get into the lifestyle of like haplotype and fair skin versus dark skin and where you live maybe in a bit. But I think on the water and the ATP side of things, that's something I recently learned is the ATP is is opening these these binding sites for for water. And you know, I've been reading a lot about, you know, quantum coherence of water, proton chains and the flow of energy. Do you think that this is imperative uh, as well for you know the melanin disassociation of water? that the fact that we have quantum coherent water and this cell communication going through water is uh, kind of working in synergism with melanin to be able to effectively produce energy? Uh, okay, could be. But melanin is the master manager. Everything comes later. So ATP, see, it's a, it's a obey melanin orders mm -hmm. through energy. So the role of ATP okay, is, is, is below the great role of melanin. Got it. And based on what you're saying earlier on the types of, of melanin, the you think neuromelanin is even more mysterious, I guess, in structure, right? So is you think they're all still functioning the same, although they might have a slightly different um, structure molecularly? No, or no, it's the same function. Okay. Okay. Neuromelanin has a function of 24 hours because the, the, the brain needs oxygen night and day. And the main location is in, is in the brain steam, substantia nigra and locus ceruleus, another part. But when, when melanin is empowered by pesticides, for example, the outflow of oxygen is empowered. So the growing spheres is smallest. It's, it's not, it has not the size that must be needed to nutrient the, the cortex. For instance, the, the more 
acquire cerebral cortex, frontal cortex. And this is the first cortex that is empired but with melanin is empired because the energy simply cannot reach in enough quantity tissue. Interesting. <laughs> Suddenly, everything becomes coherent if we try to explain the, the, the function of the, of the brain in basis of this, the main source of oxygen in the brain is substantia nica, locus cellulis. That's why it's typically neurodegeneration neurodegeneration is 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 often is accompanied by growing of the ventricles why because the, the melanin that that uh, dissociates the water of the ventricles is empired so cannot dissociate the water and the water simply is accumulated. Interesting. So, so sort of on that note, and I may be way off because I'm hardly the expert, but this is just how my mind has been working. I've been reading a lot about neurodegeneration and things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and all these things. And in Parkinson's, like there were some studies that were showing the overall melanin levels in skin and hair were significantly lower in those individuals. And so when it comes to like things like neuromelanin, it just—it was just making me wonder, um, how how is it do that we make neuromelanin? Does that come from eomelanin in any way, or is that separate? It's inside the cells. Yeah. Always. Okay. Uh, and is and the the fetus forming neuromelanin from the food, like any person, the body can make melanin. From many ways, metabolic pathways. That's why we need a little foot of that tree. Of that. We don't need to, to eat certain specifically food. No, the body is great, it's magnificent. And the, obviously, the location and function determines the amount of melanin because. Brain steam is a, a very compacted tissue, has a lot of cells, so, so need a lot of oxygen. And that's why the cerebral tissues, brain source, because in that way, the water of CSA reach every corner of the brain. So the, the neuron, every neuron has direct access to the main substrate, to the main source of energy, is water. Yeah, I think we can get into maybe what's like good for melanin production and, and sunlight and how often you should be outside. But last point on the oxygen piece, because I think this is really important for people to understand, and it's quite a controversial stance. So you're saying that all of the oxygen that's used within our cells is coming from the disassociation of water through melanin and that we're breathing to exhale CO2. So theoretically, 
the exhalation then is far more important than the inhalation or maybe you could, is it like, is that oxygen we breathe in being used for anything or I'm just trying to kind of counter here a little bit so people can understand and, and wrap their head around this. No, the, it's because the, the, the drive of gases is very difficult. Even the, the CO2 is 25 times more diffusibly than oxygen. That's why nature has to change the, the oxygen because oxygen diffuses so little, so cannot be expelled like in plants. And the, and the nature just just uh, just won't put as like a carbon atom in every oxygen molecule, so that can expel easily because the CO two does not come from the, the metabolism. No, no degradation. Not too much. I think the uh, good part of this CO2 coming from that the incessantly production of oxygen that will be expelled from the from the body because oxygen also is toxic. So most be the levels of oxygen is optimized at, at most, but and, and no more. So that's why CO, the dry of CO2 by the lungs is the same in all species. Even CO2 is 25 times more diffusible than oxygen, but it's not enough. So the nature creates a marvelous enzyme, carbonic anhydrase. I love it. So we increase the pecan, pecan, million times. So CO2 is expelled faster, faster. Yeah, to me, it's it's really fascinating. It almost kind of makes sense a little bit. We've talked to a lot of breath hold uh, breath hold practitioners, and they're a lot more focused on CO two now than oxygen and exhalation of CO two and CO two tolerance. So I think that makes sense. But if anyone wants to learn more, you have a lot of the great you know pressure gas law equations in the book and your studies. So I think, you know, if you're skeptical, you can, you can work that out. But to me, it makes sense that everything is kind of localized, right? Because everything needs to happen so instantaneously in the body. And, you know, if we're just waiting and based on the diffusion properties of oxygen, I think it's very plausible, but maybe we can get into the, you know, the lifestyle piece a bit here and how to optimize melanin. And Ryan, I'll let you chime in for asking about this, kicking us off. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like ask me or Tristan's like, okay, so what do I do then? Like how much, how much sun do I get? Do I need to pay attention to like the, the we were, you were mentioning like the fairness of skin versus darker skin earlier in the, in the, in the podcast. And I think there's an important contrast there. Um, so I'd love for you to sort of just dive in and, and sort of maybe discuss like, I'm never a big fan of like dosage stuff because it's, there's a lot of context in, in that, like there's not a one size fits all, 
But when it comes to like sun exposure and how how can we optimize melanin? I should I should say what are what are some like things that are top of mind for you? Wait, pray, meditation, good friends, good music, good lectures. I like the like, music part. Okay, I agree. And the not not extremes. Even too much sun is dangerous. Too much water is dangerous. So must be life with a certain um, coherence. No alcohol. No alcohol. One cup of alcohol does equilibrate the accurate dissociation of water. Two weeks. Wow. Yes, it's, it's too much. It's, yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I have to tell my mom, and she'll be disappointed. But I'll let her know. So, so yeah, you met. So that's he said. The alcohol can interrupt disassociation of water for up to two weeks, even one cup. It's not so, interrupted totally. Or, no, partially. Partially, partially. Yeah. But but that is enough to the body to disorganize. Mm-hmm. Because the requirements of energy are oxygen. The cell is so accurate, it's incredible. With, with 40 seconds that the decision that the make this, begins some kinds of operations. It's a very precise process that yes. alcohol can disrupt. So I think that's the important thing. And then the other thing you mentioned is that you know, too much sun is is bad, and that in the book you mentioned that melanin is kind of like an energy transducer. That melanin, you know, the reason why we develop more eumelanin on the skin is it's filtering more light um, yes. out when there is abundance, and it's letting more light in when we need it. So my question then is. Does that mean it's very important to live in an environment that your skin is kind of suited for? Say, you know, European Ryan, folks like Ryan and myself maybe live a bit more north. Uh, folks who are darker skinned should be, you know, living close to the tropics or, you know, where there is more sun. Do you think that is like very important for health and um, energy production then? Yes. In, in, in at most possible, because uh, the, the skin, the body needs several generations to adapt to new um, environment. Mm-hmm. It's not in two, three weeks. No, no. In two, three weeks, we have certain adaptations, visual adaptation, more melanin, but the number of mitochondrion to to descend take years. It's an, it's complex patient uh, to. That's why the the people in, with dark skin almost die in winter in northern countries. Is the people believe it's lazy? No, no. Its physiology is dropped totally. Yeah. Yeah, and if if you didn't hear Dr. Herrera earlier, that. If you you could have an eighty percent difference in, in mitochondria count yes. 
based on the color of your skin. And that's very important because the mitochondria are basically like furnaces um, in the winter. You know, they're producing a lot of heat and uh, that's what's keeping our bodies warm in the winter and colder climates. So, but where I want to tie this in is we live in a modern lifestyle and we are outdoors getting sun a lot less. So a lot of folks in the health community are advocating people like Ryan and myself, like people with fairer skin to move south closer to the tropics, closer to the equator to get basically, you know, more sun with less effort. And I'm curious what your thoughts are there. If you think this is a bad idea and how maybe we should think about this in the modern environment because we're outside less, you know, sometimes probably 90% less often, less often than 200 years ago. Yes, our body is so efficient. So we can move with no problem. So, and um, we don't need to take the sun all the time. No, even indoors, our melanin can enough energy to dissociate the water molecule. And if we respect melanin or melanin with no supplements, with no alcohol, with no pesticides, with no herbicides, with no fertilizers, with no metal, with no plastics, or, or, or melanin is so efficient to, to, to take to support the life. But if melanin is already impaired by pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers, polluted water, solvents, Industrial waste, alcohol, supplements, additives of soft drinks and fast food. Uh, melanin is already and cannot dissociate adequately. Are you interested in 100% grass-fed, grass-finished bison meat? I'm excited to be a partner with Falls Family Ranches. Based in Wyoming, Falls Family Ranches is raising high-quality bison meat the way nature intended. As a native large ruminant of North America, bison is one of the most nutrient-dense foods you can consume. If you're interested in trying out their bison boxes, use code TRISTAN, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, 10, for 10% off your first order. So that kind of makes me think about, because like when when we're talking about, we're talking a lot about... Um, I mean, what comes to mind for me is like making an idealized environment as, as much as possible. And obviously it's not possible to like go back hundreds of years or anything like that. Um, so we have so much like we have dirty electricity from non-AV EMF and stuff like that. And does melanin, does melanin do anything to protect us from things like artificial light exposure, um, non-AV EMF exposure? Like does optimizing that help create a buffer for, for that exposure, obviously it's never going to be perfect, but I'd love your thoughts on that because I've heard several different things. No, it's uh, the, 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 the cell phone, TNT, the satellite radiation, is, is a problem because melanin is not the source, natural source of radiation to melanin. So melanin, I think melanin is a, uh, is energized in an abnormal way. So some kind of disorganization can happen. 
is not so natural. No, obviously it's, it's a buffer, it's a great buffer that has its limitations. So you're saying that although melanin can absorb the whole electromagnetic spectrum, it's not biologically tuned or designed for maybe radio frequencies and kind of some of these technologies because it would have never been exposed to that level of radio frequency intensity historically. Yes, that's why animals in, in, in farms that this uh, wind, uh, winds, you uh, wind to energy to move, the animals die. Why? It's not, so it's not only the, the sound, it's, it's the type of energy that is uh, distorted, the yeah. so accurate. My my question, I guess, was just curiosity would be like if the darker skinned animals would have would be less affected than the lighter skinned animals. You know, if they have more melanin, maybe it's acting as as a natural Faraday cage. But basically, what you're saying is it's it's kind of interrupting or it's interfering with melanin's ability to disassociate water as an unnatural amount of this frequency. I don't know exactly, but yeah, we we don't know. It's all it's all theorizing. Speculation. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't know exactly because sometimes it could be that melanin is already pirate, so cannot support a frequency different, so different because the frequency is very the phone cells is very is and the, I think a healthy melanin. Can support uh, surprisingly, but in the, in the current way of life, I think all the people has the, this process in pilot because we are we are surrounded by pesticides, um, herbicides. That, that's the problem. So we need more melanin to protect. From this radiation, for instance, in, in my house, in your house, we have we put melanin in the walls and in the ceiling. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's cool. And the, I developed this compound. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that because we talk a lot about the benefits of of melanin and why it's so important. And there's other benefits such as you know detoxifying heavy metals that we haven't discussed either. But in reality, you're saying that we need to just be healthy individuals to have proper melanin production and then proper melanin ability to disassociate water. And you've developed these, I believe they're precursor drops, right? Is is this the way, the best way to improve melanin's ability to disassociate water? Or how has this kind of changed mainstream medicine? Yes. Finally, this compound restores oxygen levels 
true water, restore water decision because it's a highly regulated cycle. So when I was studying the 12 years, 6,000 patients, I understood in the bottom that I have to push so the system make this. And this is the result. And it's very efficient. Why? Because the name of the system doesn't matter. The body to work well only needs adequate levels of oxygen, hydrogen, and high energy electrons. That's it. Start of the story. And the, the first step is, is well, the, all the directions that mold life will be well. It's that even so that the name of disease doesn't matter. Any disease that affects our health must start at this level. Meanwhile, the, the oxygen is in good shape. The world we walk well because nature makes our body perfectly, everyone. God made us seriously and not in series. So even genetic disease does not exist. No, wait, no, no. We see our persons exposed at the same toxic compounds. That's why the mother, the, the grown what? The same house, the same food, the same water. So the same exposure to them. But the, because even the genes need oxygen. Every part of the body has oxygen. So you're sort of saying that ultimately your environment is pretty much the ultimate trump card because I, I have the very same thought process of of two people can get the same stimulus and have two different outcomes and the determining factor of that was maybe how they set themselves up and their past uh exposures and there's that sort of realm of thought of like less focus on dna aspects and more focus on mitochondrial dna and how that functions, but kind of goes back to the way I'm taking away from this conversation, going back to how we optimize melanin and therefore the dissociation of water and oxygen and stuff like that, because you need all these components to make a healthy body. And that's why they all kind of work uniform. And that's because because in my mind, it's like to optimize, say those drops that you were mentioning, you kind of need all the things in place to make the, like, it's still probably beneficial, right? But but to make it really beneficial, you need to optimize kind of the full circle. Am I getting that right? Yes, yes. That's why even melanin places in the water tank is a great idea because the 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 high levels of oxygen in water increase the quality of drinking water in a surprising manner. In my house, in your houses, we have melanin in the water tank, and the water we have we put melanin every every place, and in, in all the family, we don't have it. We don't have COVID. 
No one. No vaccines. It's not necessary. A, a body imbalance is is a secret thing. It's a gladiator. So. Well, that's fantastic to hear. You mentioned no COVID, no vaccines. Kind of wanted what I wanted to get into is how this has been perceived, how this could be revolutionary for medicine. But that's why I asked you to come on decentralized radio because obviously everything that you've researched, everything that you've done is very controversial to the mainstream thought process, the big medical institutes, big pharmaceutical companies. So <laughs> Sorry about it. No, it's fantastic. And, and I, w- <laughs> I want to thank you for your work because it's really important. And I'm curious, you know, how has this been received by your community, by patients who, who are taking it? And is this, are these drops, are they low cost? Are they affordable? Do they work? Um, you know, do you need to take them every day or is it kind of like a, a, a dosing of maybe... A cycle on and off. Does it improve longevity? Like, is this is this it? Is this all we need? And is everything else just kind of BS? Yes, because uh, the aging is based that the attractions is optimized and repulsions is it's uh, diminishes. It's a fact observed in the aging. It's even in, in all around in the concrete, for example, is more compact with time, more compact, more compact. That's why the aging, the people smaller, is compacted because of attractions increase and repulsions is diminished. So. And the life is based in the regulations of this process. For instance, the, the highest level of energy in the muscles is a contraction or relaxation. Relaxation, I know that. Yeah, because it, it, we need more energy to to relax the muscle. The contraction is a chemical in that way only. That's why in the precedent, the, the, the muscles is, is turning um, spastic because the energy is at low level. To relax the muscle, we need energy. So, so it's, and then the muscle is relaxed. The attraction is diminished and, repu- and in repulsions is regulated. And the muscle has the adequate uh, form, size, function. So this energy comes from water dissociation. Because myoglobin, myoglobin dissociates the water molecule. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's. I remember reading that in your book, and it kind of makes sense because when you're stressed, or you know that energy production, I guess, would be compromised. You're in a very tense, tight state, 
and only when you're relaxed fully mentally as well you can be physically but yeah i guess you know how how long has these drops been on the market and and has there been pushback uh you know from using them and is this something that's easily accessible for people um, I guess, how do they find out more? It, it is a precursor, right? I'm assuming it's like a patented precursor. It's, it's reasonable. Because uh, we need to pay taxes, we need to pay personal, we need to pay the research of the new development like uh, melanin in the, in the water and in the and in the buildings, because the, the contaminations about the temperature of the buildings is the problem. It's a big problem. And we, if we put melanin over the buildings, the results is very efficiently. For instance, for instance, when we have 44 Celsius degrees three, four weeks ago, our house, your house, is 25. Because when the, the dissociation and reform of the water molecule regulates temperature. It's other functions, regulation of the temperature of the body. And the mitochondria is a complement. ATP is a complement, but the main the main component is melanin, always is melanin here, there, melanin. The other systems is just a cherry in the cake. So, so I guess my question would be like for someone my age, I'm 27, would it be beneficial to, to, to take, um, take your drops to optimize? Or is it more beneficial as you get older and things sort of like change uh, physically or sort of what what's sort of the the dosage around that? How do you sparse that? Yeah, because I, I just want to add, I think you're right about how the uh, disassociation ability decreases mm -hmm. pretty significantly with with age. Yes, after, after 26 years old, his capacity begin to lose 10%. Each 10 years. And after 50s, goes into free fall. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let my dad know. <laughs> no. But so if you, I, I think the people must take this type of compounds since the pregnancy. Hmm. Because the formation of the fetus. Depends in great measure from the and, and if we give to the mother, pregnant mother, these type of compounds, we the, the, the mother will be well, and the fetus will be well. No problem because the reproduction is is uh, is not problem for the nature. So we, and the. I think the 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 sound and down of the of the photosynthesis is a matter of of every day because if you are in 
in some in some some part and suddenly uh, some 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 fog or some liquid with uh, contaminants reach you, you will if the contamination increase, the body makes this. Mm. With cold, the body makes this. With hot, the body will this. And in the young, the, the restoring is easy, is fast. But with, with, as we advance in age, this recovery is slower, more slower. So if we maintain the integrity of the system, it's a good way to reach the advanced age. Because we don't know in which moment we are exposed to some kind of a, you know, possible. So we, so you see that, you see, water and drops, cheers. So that's actually what I was going to ask you too, is like, do you, does it matter how you take it? Do you just put it in water like that? Is there like a certain amount, like a teaspoon that's optimal? Or is it just sort of like, well, how, how would you take it? And of course, obviously not medical advice, but, but I, I, just, I just sort of would love to know because we talk about a lot of different compounds on the show. And sometimes there are cases where it's like, more is not better. Less is not better. There's like that sweet, sweet spot. I know there's a lot of discussion around that over the last several years with CBD and various uh, uh, cannabinoids and stuff like that. But like with this, is there a sweet spot dosage or is that individual? Well, I think three drops every two hours sublingually. Because after 30 seconds, sublingually, after 30 seconds, the body goes into balance. But it's because the body don't know the effect, know the component's magic, no, no. The body knows what's happening. And, and, the, and we must uh, accompany the, the body in this, this seesaw. And if you feel any, any upset, any fever, sadness, um, pain, every, every upset, then your body is in imbalance at that moment. Why, uh, a zone, a high zone, or you don't eat adequately, or brain, wing, every, Every uh, detail of the life, the, the daily life. So if you feel some uh, upset, some disturbance, you take the drops every hour or every half an hour. And when you feel the well-being of the balance, then slowly, Again, every hour, every two hours. But I think in the current life, two hours is a is a good dose. 
That's actually a good note you were making just before Tristan jumps in about being in touch with your body and, and really paying attention to how you're feeling. Because I feel like a lot of people will go into taking any sort of supplementation without really having a plan. They just kind of hear something is good, so they do it. And there's not really an intention behind it. And then I'm a fan of before even starting something, really getting in touch with how you feel in the moment and taking note of energy levels and things like that throughout the day to sort of get a baseline. But I think that was a good note of like keeping measure of how you feel throughout the day. Because a lot of people just kind of go through the day without even thinking about it and just assume everything's kind of flowing functionally when that may not be the case. But I'll let Tristan jump in because I know he wanted to say something. I was just, you know, last piece on the the drops is, is there any concern of downregulating and endogenous production by supplementing with this or not really? Yeah, supplement is not recommended because uh, vitamins supplements is not recommended because the body must take the nutrients from the meals. As has been done million years, million times, it cannot be perfect. It's, it's the same, it's the way and must be the way. We cannot... Uh, and distort or improve? No, it's not possible. So we must take care of our food. Maybe when I suggest food that air gives, fruits, grains, honey, honeybee, and that's kind of of food the body knows very well and is uh, absorbed very well. That the air does not give us cream, milk, meat. Um, um. Okay, that's kind of has a relatively stressedly thousand years at most. So the body has problem to metabolize that kind of food. So, but in small quantities can be no problem. In small quantities, so the big quantities, air gives, fruit, vegetables, and so on. And is, for instance, iron supplements. Iron supplements disturb the the balance of the water balance of the. Dissociation, years. Fortified cereals, probably not good, but I'm curious. So you mentioned the supplements of like vitamins and minerals, but this, your, your drop, your melanin precursor drops, there's no concern that that could potentially disrupt endogenous production when you're not using it. Um, there's no side effect of that, or is, I guess, what yes. what what are you investigating for improvements? You know, in the coming years of this product. It's because the, the when the hydrogen production is is right, all the processes are right, and the body is even is uh, capable 
to, re, to rebuild each other. So with this, this kind of therapeutic focus, this a real improvement of the health. So we, if you stop the drops suddenly, you don't feel nothing in the first days because your body isn't in best form that previously. Perhaps with time and the exposure to the toxic compounds of the environment, you begin to feel certain problems because the, the, in the current way of life, we need this kind of push to, to increase the, the capacity of the body. So well, I guess I I guess one uh, actually Tristan, did you have something you want to ask really quick? No, no, you can go. Okay, because I'm just curious too. To, so what what areas of research in melanin are you looking forward to uh, delving into deeper? Like, what are you working on currently? I'm just I'm just curious. I just want to know. Well, I'm I'm building temperature, food production. Alcohol production and hydrogen production. Mm. And uh, we are uh, with a farm. We have built a farm to make a fishery because the fish, when it, melanin is inside the water, the the, uh, the environment of the fish is very good. Oxygen, temperature, pH. So the fisheries will will be benefit of this kind of material. So we are um, make this project uh, and, and the production in harsh environments like in the moon, like in Mars. And these fertilizes itself, as must be from the early times. The, the phosphate, the, the fertilizers, is a, is a finish the fertility of the air. Why? Because it's not the natural way. Like in COVID patients, that the, the, the medical person tried to introduce oxygen forcibly through the lungs, 90% of the patients will die. It's the same in the earth, in the water. It's the same cycle in all the living things on earth. And possible in the universe because it's a unique form to, to, to start a, a process so complex as life. That's really cool. And I guess it comes down to it being the fundamental like building block of, of life. So 
I might have to try some drops on my my garden, my trees that I've planted. But maybe the last question, I know we're over time here, is you, you talk about, or at least I think you created a battery solution or investigated mm-hmm. batteries with with melanin. And the way I see it is, yeah, if we're able to capture this ability to transform light energy into chemical energy, you know, you could have a much more efficient battery. And I know now there's research coming out from Carnegie Mellon or, or wherever, Stanford, that looking into actually melanin polymers used for battery technology. Do you, do you think this is an actual, I guess, energy source, sustainable source for the future? Do you think this is the future of batteries? Absolutely. Is it a battery that charge itself? It's everything. At the end, the, and the half-life of this battery is hundreds of years because the, the melanin has the longest lifespan of any known, already known substance. Proved 160 million years. So... Would yes. the battery, sorry, would the battery just need to be like outside or, or how would it capture? What's the input? Is it like just, your body? Just visible, outside. Yeah. Probably outside will, will be better, but not too much. Mm. Not too much. And the, uh, about the, 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 how the lifespan of melanin is because the, Ink, the squid inch, squid ink, mm-hmm. yeah, melanin, and the, and the, the the ink sacs of melanin of squid fossils in squid discovered in the exploration is in good shape after one hundred and sixty million years. So probably is much more than six, 160 million years. But this is a, a real of a prop. But who's going to make money on a battery that lasts forever? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I'm curious. Do you, you think the, the power levels, would they be high enough for a, a car or a, you know, a phone or a bike? Maybe is more doable, but I'm, I'm curious. Eventually, eventually, yes, eventually yeah. Is because it's the same system in the whales. Yeah. And the whale has a weight of 40 tons, 60 tons. So it's the same system, melanin. That's why the, the sea, sea animals is dark, dark. Melanin is completely covered the skin. That, that's eventually, yes. Fast is the hydrogen that can extract from water. We can take this hydrogen and make it in a nanometer. It's, indeed, at this moment, it's more easy than a battery because the battery is uh, highly complex. It's highly complex. We don't know how oh, is water dissociation. We don't know. We have no idea how it's absorbed all the wavelengths. We have no idea. So we need to to start to experiment and experiment and experiment. 
Yeah, it's really exciting. I, I hope that scientific institutions and companies are are interested in this technology and not just putting it by the wayside um, because of the issues with, with our centralized systems going on and the need to profit immensely. But hopefully there's more folks like you who are kind of taken into their own hands and doing the research on their own uh, to make solutions. So um, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show. This has been really exciting for, for me. I've been kind of nerding out about this topic and I think it's really important. But it goes to show the more you know, the more we learn, the more we realize that we don't know and that we're so com- we're beings of complexity and that maybe everything we've been taught is is wrong and maybe there's simple solutions but at the end of the day we have a long way to go to to really understand and melanin is a prime example of that i think so dr herrera where where can people learn more about your work at the human photosynthesis research center and and just in general um i i can link your book which is okay. i think a a collection of of your studies, melanin, the master molecule. But yeah, if there's if there's anything else, website, uh, anywhere people can find you or your work or yeah, www Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, and yeah, thanks so much for coming on, and and thanks everyone for for tuning in to another episode of, of Decentralized Radio. We'll see you next time. Bye.